Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rock Podcast. I am back today with my friend, Missy Andrews, and we're talking about homeschooling. We talked on Monday and Wednesday about how to homeschool multiple children, and it's it might not be the conversation you thought. It is such a good conversation, so rich and full of um, encouragement on how to teach our kids so that we can pull them together and 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 teach. What what was your phrase that you said? It was so good. You said education is a journey, not a list. Yes, I, I'm holding on to that. I think that's so good. And teaching our kids how to learn, how to think well, how to read well. And when we do all of those things, it really makes it so much easier to teach multiple children at one time because we're not just feeding them a list of facts that we feel like they have to master um, every year. You know, we, we tend to still label our kids with grades and in each specific grade, they need to know these specific things and facts about the world and about life and about science and history and math and all the things. And um, and Missy is just, I, I, I feel like when I have people like you on the podcast, Missy, like it just lifts a burden. Oh, I it hope so. Just, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. That, that's makes, my makes whole point. <laughs> yeah, well, we can just breathe as moms and just do what God's called us to do in teaching our kids. Well, the, uh, the, most you know, about him. homeschooling. We started out by talking about what a heavy burden it can be, but yeah. we know that if the Lord is calling us to it, um, it, it should be a light burden. And what is it? Jesus said, "My yes. yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find that's rest right. for your soul." So, that if you're right. carrying a really heavy burden, it's probably not something that Jesus means for you to carry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, Amen. Which, yeah, so. which means that we're looking at the homeschooling project um, wrong. And, and right? we talked a little bit about uh, how that might be, uh, the idea of considering um, education as uh, master education, like where you have to right. just cram all these facts into the minds of your kids instead of understanding that um, education is not a list of books or facts, but instead it's a journey um, further up and further in into a contemplation yeah. of what um, what we might call the permanent things, the universal yeah. things of man. Uh, and every single discipline being an opportunity to confront our kids um, with the reality of the fact that there's a God in the world and it's not them. Right, right. right. It's not them and it is definitely not us. And, yeah. uh, you know, once I think once we realize that, it really does set us free because we realize then we are not in charge of all the things. Um, we, right. we have so much freedom in the Lord. So so we're going to get back into our conversation. We're going to talk about some of the pitfalls that we face as homeschool parents um, and that we can fall into. But before we do, I want to say thank you again to our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Every child has a unique learning style. BJU Press has video lessons with engaging teachers to lead your children through each of their academic subjects. These experienced teachers will present lesson content from multiple angles so your children can absorb information at a comfortable pace. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your students. Well, okay, let's jump into this conversation because I want to talk about pitfalls. And this yeah. is something that I think every homeschool mom, um, again, we need to know like, okay, what are the pitfalls that we can avoid so that we don't fall into them? Because we want to learn from those who have gone before us and they have maybe fallen into these pits and they're mm -hmm. saying, no, 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 don't do this. Don't make mm -hmm. it harder than it needs to be. Um, so you've homeschooled six kids. Yes. Um, talk to us about these pitfalls. Well, I want to talk to you about one particular pitfall. And um, I think it's a sneaky little pitfall. Um, and it, it's this idea of success. Okay. We all want to um, make something of ourselves that is, um, we want to be somebody. We want our children to be successful and to be somebody too. Uh, and all of our efforts are uh, engaged in 
training our kids, raising our kids so that they can actually be somebody. Um, One of the unique snares, I think, of homeschooling is that we sometimes conflate this idea of our success with our kids' success. Um, And um, this isn't just ultimately at the end of the homeschooling project. um, If our our little Johnny gets a a good paying job and is really successful out there in the world, it it reflects well on us. But it also, um, it corrupts the homeschooling process itself Mm -hmm. right from the start. Um, uh, If Johnny gets an A, we get an A. If Johnny fails, we fail. Uh, The proof is in the pudding, right? Um, Can you see how this kind of conflation muddies um, the already difficult waters of the homeschooling journey? Right, yes. Um, How appropriate is it for Johnny to carry the burden of making his mother successful? Isn't his desire to make himself successful heavy enough? Right. And what about that thing, success? What is success anyway? Um, the world would have us believe that it lies in our bank account, and maybe you don't buy that. Uh, maybe you believe it has something to do with influence or respect or your work. Um, as long as your understanding of success is attached to your work, your work is going to drive you. Um, you're going to get on a hamster wheel, and you're going to run yourself to death, and you're going to crack a whip behind your children as they run too, faster, faster, harder, harder. But what if you're wrong and success isn't actually tied to our work? Now, I'm not suggesting that work is insignificant or that diligence isn't important. Um, The Bible connects work with our daily bread as a necessity. But I'm talking about something more fundamental than that. Um, I'm getting at this conflation of success um, with being somebody. I'm talking about the cultural assumption that we are what we do continually. but what if identity doesn't actually come from our doings? What if our identity is, is rooted in something else? Mm. Um, what if our identity is rooted in something so much more fundamental uh, than anything that we would um, turn our hands to? Um, there's a poet, a 17th century poet, John Milton, who wrestles with the idea of success and identity in a very short 14-line sonnet uh, that, um, that we refer to as the sonnet on his blindness. Um, Milton himself went blind in middle age long before he'd ever written his English epic, Paradise Lost. And he asks the question in this 14-line poem, um, how is he, a poet seer, supposed to write blind? And is God going to punish him for failing to produce in darkness? Um, He asks it this way. He says, does God exact day labor, light denied? And he follows that up by saying he asks this question fondly. Um, uh, if you know anything about the 17th century language, fondly doesn't mean affectionately, it means foolishly. Mm. <laughs> so he says, does God exact day labor light denied? I foolishly ask. And then he puts in the mouth of patience personified an answer. He says, but patience to prevent that murmur soon replies, God doth not need either man's work or his own gifts. Who best bear his mild yoke, they serve him best. His state is kingly. Thousands at his bidding speed and post or land and ocean without rest. They also serve who only stand and wait. What does he say? He says, God doesn't need your work, John. He's a king after all, and the earth is his. He has legions of angels to do his bidding, and they're at his beck and call. But don't worry. They also serve who only stand and wait on the Lord. Doing isn't being, Milton's patience replies that identity and success are not tied to our work. These things have more to do with our creator than with our behavior, which is, in my opinion, the greatest relief I know to reduce the stress associated with the project of a homeschooling. 
know this, your children are not construction projects whose oh. future depends on, uh, on the skill of you, their craftsmen. Um, your kids are individuals. They're created by God, and this God knows them and has plans from their li- for their lives. He has plans for their lives. He is the master maker, and they were, as you were, known and loved before they ever drew their first breath. Your children's identity and your identity, identity itself is rooted in Christ Jesus, who created all things and who holds all things together. Um, The Bible says that in Him, we live and move and have our being. Um, The scriptures make it really clear that, that true success comes from knowing Him, His condescension in the incarnation, His perfect life, His imposition on our behalf, His gory and vicarious death that we just celebrated recently, and His glorious suggestive resurrection. He, Jesus, is the life and the light and the truth and the Lord. And simply standing in His presence at the ready, waiting, is success. Everything is gift. Everything is grace. And when we know this, that our identity and success are hidden in Christ Jesus, whose intentions were made known to us in His loving life and gracious death, then our activities cease to enslave us. Um, Teaching, the process of teaching our kids loses its power to name us. Our children's performance in classes ceases to name them or us by extension. But instead, um, these classes, these activities become opportunities just to discover more about God and the world that He made. Um, They become opportunities to rejoice in God's good gifts, um, the gifts that and to discover the gifts that He intends to make of us and our children to our communities. Um, and the gift of this usefulness in His kingdom will actually be to us and to others. This is joy. I mean, imagine the tenor of a homeschool day that is not actually driven by a list, right. um, that doesn't have behind it the force of success or failure, right? Of naming you a yeah. success or a failure. Um, imagine approaching the subjects not as tyrants to be mastered that will eventually name you but rather um, as windows into the nature of reality and the good and loving God who fathered it all. Uh, That's a game changer. Oh, it is such a game changer. This right here, this specific thing about, you know, our identity and, and how our identity is truly rooted in Christ is I think the most important element that's missing in public school. And in many private schools. Absolutely. It is that kids do not know who they are in Christ. They are not being raised up to know that they were created on purpose and for a purpose. Yes. And that they have work to do on this earth and that they have a loving God who who knows them so intricately. And it's so sad that they don't know these things. Then we wonder why our society is the way that it is. And as homeschool parents, we have such an incredible opportunity, not just an opportunity, a responsibility yes. to teach this to our kids so that our kids can grow up to know that their identity really is in Christ. And it is only in Christ. And and thank you, Missy, for that reminder as a mom, because you are absolutely right. So often we as moms, we we get wrapped up in, you know, will our kids succeed? Will they go on to do something amazing? And and how is that going to make me look? Or if they fail, how have I failed them? You know, what have I done as a mom, good or bad? And th- we're going to have regrets. We're going to make mistakes because we're humans, right? 
But even those mistakes are opportunities, really, right, when you are. think about it. If you understand yeah. the message of the gospel, which is grace, yes. right? Yes. The message of the gospel is a proclamation that you're a sinner and that you're going right. to do things wrong and that you yeah. need uh, the, the hero. You need Jesus right. to come in and rescue you from first to last. Amen. Yeah. Um, then yes. even your mistakes become opportunities to walk in the right. light with your children. Um, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but really the the main thing that you have in common with your children is your sin. Mm. The no, I've never thought about that. It doesn't fall far from the tree, oh, you know? Right. And if we know that our sin doesn't damn us anymore because of right. the powerful work of Jesus, um, not only his sacrificial atonement um, that wipes the slate clean, but his perfect life credited to our account, um, that is um, now ours. That is our identity in Christ Jesus. Um, we get his his A, he took right. our F, and we are perfectly righteous in his sight um, from first to last when we know him. This liberates us um, in, in a real way to tell the truth about ourselves to our kids, yeah. which really does posture them humbly to confess their own sins and to trust in the gospel grace of Jesus Amen. Christ for their righteousness instead of trying to drum up their own. Right. Um, all of all of the um, pursuit of morality and virtue, it's very good as long as we understand that our our knowledge of virtue and morality doesn't ensure that we ourselves would be both virtuous and moral. Um, because really, virtue and morality, um, they're all bound up with the law of God, which constantly does what it was intended to. It drives us to our schoolmaster, right? It's our schoolmaster yeah. who, who it, the law is our schoolmaster who, that drives us to Christ, our Lord. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So if and we it, see it that way, what a tremendous uh, opportunity, right? Yeah, um, yep. To hold the law up and all of its iterations, all of its little L force, right? In the, in the particulars of our lives. And yeah. to point our kids to the Lord and master um, yeah. who secured them. Amen. It's all about the gospel. Yeah, the only I love righteous that. one. Yes. Oh, amen. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. Thank you so much for all that you are doing and providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Missy. Um, I am loving this conversation. Um, I'm sure our audience can tell. I, I get so excited when we talk about the gospel about identity, about our identity in Christ. And I just love that this is all wrapped up with a pretty red bow. <laughs> that, that's what it's all about. It is what it's all about, is leading, our kids to, and leading ourselves to Christ mm -hmm. too. And that can only come through the reading and study of God's Word and through worship. Um, there's no other way to get that. I mean, we can read all the best books in the world. 
But if we're not reading God's word and studying him, we can't know him as our savior. We can't know his identity. We can't know his character, right? And the more I read, um, I'm reading through Ephesians right now, and I just, the more I read, the more I just crave wanting to know more about who our God is, because mm-hmm. um, he is so good, and he is so powerful, and he is not secretive in his plan for our lives. And so thank you for just pointing us back to that, Missy. Um, that is so good. We have a few minutes left, and in these last few minutes, I want to ask one question, and then I would love for you to share some of the resources that you have you talked about book lists, and it's so funny. You talked about your professor, and you said, you, he asked you if you had a pencil, and you wrote down three books. Yes. <laughs> he said, one of them being the Bible. <laughs> um, do you have an actual book list, more than three books, um, in addition to the Bible, that you would recommend for parents as we're teaching our kids to think well, to learn well, to read well? Yes, yes. Um, um, not taking a page out of my professor's book. I love book lists. I'm an inveterate Me book too. list maker. And <laughs> I actually created a product that is just booklist. Can you see it? Yeah, Called, reading roadmaps. Yeah, okay. reading roadmaps, a literary scope and sequence for K through 12 education. And right. um, it, it's an annotated book list. So it identifies not only the title and the author, but uh, a basic plot line, major conflict, and any standout literary devices that might occur within the story to kind of help you as a parent in putting together um, a list of the books that you might want to study with your kids through a given okay. year. Oh, yeah. those are awesome. Um, yes, also, I would love that. Yeah, there's also a book list. We put an abbreviated book list in our Teaching the Classics Basic Seminar, seminar that okay. I mentioned uh, in, in an earlier podcast this week. Okay. And um, that should be a good jumping off place for any okay. of the any of you parents that purchase that. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll put links to those. And then you have a couple of other books that you've authored as well, right? Yes, yes. Um, I have written uh, a book to um, help parents um, with Advent approaching Christmas. Um, It's called Wild Bells, A Literary Advent. And basically, we include um, excerpts from various works of literature and then meditations on those works, um, all contemplating the nativity. Um, okay. And I wrote a memoir of my own homeschooling experience called My Divine Comedy, A Mother's <laughs> Homeschooling Journey. And, um, uh, you know, I, t- I touched a little bit on some of those ideas today. Um, maybe we can talk another time about sure. my own experience um, yeah. that produced uh, my understanding um, uh, of what education actually is and what it's not. And, um that rescued my younger kids from the performances and that had really um, taken root in my own heart and was producing itself in my household, in my home schooling yeah. experiment. Um, yeah. In the way that the gospel of grace really did liberate me and by extension my children to enjoy um, the process of education and um, to see it as an opportunity to learn more of God's love and grace. Love that. Love that. Yes, we. I would love to have you come back on and talk about that um, specifically. So we'll have you back on another time. Okay. Um, and then really quickly before we end, I know that you have a podcast that you host with your family. Tell us about that really quickly. Oh, yes. It's called Bibliophiles, B-I-B-L-I-O-F-I-L-E-S. Um, a little play on Bibliophiles, um, book lovers, right? Um, and we just talk about all things literary. It's uh, my husband and myself, um, my oldest son, Ian, and his wife, Emily, and my oldest daughter, Megan. And we get together and, and we take a particular topic regarding books and culture and the gospel and we have a wonderful time together. So you can find us um, on, on any internet search. Um, you can access Bibliophiles through our website. You can find us on um, 
through Spotify or any of the the basic platforms for podcasts. Okay. Sounds great. And your website is centerforlit.com, correct? Yes. www.centerforlit.com. Okay, great. We will put all of those links in the show notes so you guys can easily find them. Missy, thank you so much for being with us this week. Thank you for your encouragement and your wisdom um, and the experience that you have um, and just having gone before us and, um, and sharing with us what the Lord has taught you. So it has been such a blessing to chat with you this week. We really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys so much for listening. We are so grateful for you. If you have not left a review for this podcast, would you do that? Just go to whatever platform you're listening on and leave a review um, just so that we can know um, how we can better serve you, how the podcast is blessing you, and that helps other people to find it as well. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back here next week. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.